ball control. Welcome back, Conroe, to a brand new edition of Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yep, it is. And you are hearing us on 104.5 and 106.1, allegedly their sister stations. And we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome. Happy Christmas, guys. Yeah, happy Christmas. It's now (laughs) Christmas season. (laughs) Halloween is over, which means all my favorite costumes get put away. And now everyone dresses for the winter for the next three weeks. For the next four weeks. It's Texas. For the next eight weeks. (laughs) Ish. Someone will be in shorts by, like, December 2nd. Oh, yeah. I'll be in shorts by like this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll wear pants one day. Yeah, I, I'll 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 sweater up for an hour, and then I'll be sweaty and fat and gross, and just like Ugh, I missed my regular clothes, and then I'll just put on shorts. Right. Yeah. Then it's, then it's back to the normal. Yeah. What is it? Sixty-eight? No, please, <laughs> please. Slightly cold. That's comfortable. It's, it's <laughs> Texas. Sixty-eight. Comfortable. comfortable. It's comfortable surface of the sun usually. Right. It's going to be one hundred and twelve. With a heat index of 40. I don't even know what the heat index means. I don't know at this point. When they say it on the news, I'm just always like, I, I guess that means it's a bigger number. My favorite one is the the, the one where it's like, it feels like it's yeah, this hot. Yeah, the feels like? Who's that? like? <laughs> and I never agree with the feels like either. They'll say some numbers and I'll be like, but they'll give like specific numbers. It, it feels like 89. And you're like, oh, does it? What does that mean? Oh, really? It feels exactly like 89? Because, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> How much degrees is it outside? It feels like that. Yeah, whatever it is outside, that is what it is. And I, I, maybe they're doing like, like they're trying to like, oh, there's a a wind coming. I don't know. Like I that, I understand. Like there's a wind chill. Maybe that's what they're doing. It's like taking the temperature minus the wind chill. But like sometimes there's no wind. <laughs> right. And sometimes there's no chill. <laughs> right. It's just hot air. This day has no chill. Yeah. If you're blowing hot air on me, it's not cooler. It's worse. Now I'm just in a convection oven. <laughs> Thanks. Swirling it around. Uh, speaking of convection ovens and, oh, no. and heat, <laughs> this is real bad. This is this is a rough transition here, but this is the story of the day. This is a huge story. Uh, the University of Maryland has reversed course, and they have decided to go ahead and fire DJ Durkin. Who is DJ Durkin? DJ Durkin is the coach, except he hasn't been there all year. Good for him. They have had him suspended, uh, pending an investigation. So. To backtrack all the way back to the summer, uh, early August, the University of Maryland had a player die during a conditioning session. And that's a problem. That's not a good thing. So they launched an investigation, and they suspended him while they did it. Um, now, he wasn't present at the practice. And I, 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 I suppose that's a point that has to be made in his favor. Right. Uh, he wasn't there. He, he wasn't there. Uh, but some of the details as they emerged, essentially, the the kid had a seizure during practice, and it was two hours later before he was in an ambulance, which is an excessive amount that, of time. That's ridiculous. And and football is all about pushing yourself to the limits and trying to go as far as you can, and just. But also being safe. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's all about oh, who's going to go harder, harder and faster and further in the fourth quarter, but you have to be, be alive, able. right? You can't be dead and do yes. that. Yes, there's a level of reasonableness you have to maintain. But the strength and conditioning coaches, their their job is to jack you up and just to get, like just to really push your body. But at the same time, there there has to be a level of care and I mean like, just common sense, right? Hey, if, if a guy's dehydrated, let's get him some water so that we can. Because here's the thing: even in the fourth quarter, when the players go to the sideline, they can, they can water. Gatorade up, they can sit on a bench, they can take a huff of a huff of breath, like. When it's cold, they hook them up to heaters. When it's hot, they hook them up to coolers. Like, they do things for these players. So, right, yeah. it's it's not reasonable to just be like, just run until your heart explodes or whatever happened. Now, I'm not. So, the family has kind of, they took, they, they hired a lawyer, but they did take a step back and they said, we're going to let the university handle this. And then, depending on the outcomes, that's when we'll make a decision. So, it's been an investigation, a long investigation. Uh, it's been two and a half months they've been looking at this. Right. Tuesday, the University of Maryland essentially announced that DJ Durkin was going to be returning to his job. Okay. They said they did not find a... Like a reason? Like, they didn't find anything that directly says that he created a a work environment that, that was unsafe. Right. However, they did find that the players didn't feel comfortable going to him to discuss issues, which can be a problem. 
Now, that's every big college football program, first of all. I'm going to say that. Uh, it, it might sound like I'm defending him. I'm not. I'm going to get to that. But every college football program, like Urban Meyer, I promise you the coach, the players don't feel like they could just go into Urban Meyer's lock or office and tell him how they feel about his practice. I promise you they don't do that. So that part of it, I'm fine with. That's a dumb thing to say in a report. That's every college football program. That's not a big deal. That's, That's honestly not an most issue. football programs. Right. You, you, you work with your coach, and then you're like, oh, i got to go talk to that coach. It's like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you work with your coaches, you work in your groups, and you do what they tell you. You don't ever tell the coach, hey, I think you're pushing us too hard. Because you know what you sound like at that point? The worst. You sound like a quitter. And you right. sound like a guy who's not starting. You sound like a guy who's not dedicated. You sound like a guy who's not committed. It doesn't matter who you are. You just sound like you're not ready. And this is college football. This is irrelevant. This is this is a billion-dollar industry where they can't pay the players because everyone else needs their money and their student-athletes and blah, blah, blah. Um, so when they announced it, it, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. When the, when the players got told by the assistant director, five players got up and walked out. Oh, yeah. One of them immediately went to Twitter and said, every Saturday we kneel before Memorial to our brother. And the university doesn't have the strength or the courage to do the right thing. That's ridiculous. So the players were hurt. The players were offended by this. The family was offended by this. They spoke at a press conference, and essentially they 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 were they were not happy. They were not happy at all. Well, how can how can you even accept this as a like this is a coach that allowed your son by proxy because he hired this person just not to die? Well, and here's the thing. So a lot of people came forward Tuesday afternoon and basically said that uh, they were amazed at how he handled it in the in the meeting with the athletic director and the and the the board and all of that. Where essentially, you know, he took a measure of responsibility without admitting guilt, but stood up and said, "Listen, I'm the head coach, and ultimately it falls on me." And blah 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 and blah blah blah. They were impressed with his integrity and, and like the quality of his character and how he handled it. But uh, you gotta face your consequences when you show that kind of integrity. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Listen, listen to the high character statement from Nico. People with integrity understand that there are consequences for action. Right. People with integrity, they wouldn't even expect to be given their job back. They would have already resigned and apologized and said, "Right, yeah, this is a. I understand. You know, I wasn't there, but because I allowed this to happen." This happened for me. Right. They're I kicking this down. guy's butt so that I can win games, and then he dies? Like, that's messed up, and I feel bad, so I quit. Right. And I'm real sorry. I'm real, real, real sorry, and here's all the money back. Right. No one's ever, no ever going to do that. No, no. one's ever going to say that. That's never going to happen. No. It's never going to happen. But um, I did see some reports that essentially said that uh, the president of the university was really upset. He was disappointed. He said, this isn't. This, this isn't this isn't cool, right? This and, isn't what we're going with. Um, and it, and basically the way the story went was they they told him you were him. He's coming back though. He's coming back, man. That is honestly just a tragedy. <laughs> so I mean, I don't like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, anyway, enough people were upset. Uh, enough criticism came in. University of Maryland reverse course. And last night they announced his termination. Good. Someone had to do it. Someone did have to do it. But it's a little disappointing, right, when it comes all the way down to it doesn't happen until people say something the next day. So more people on the outside knew what the right thing to do was than on the inside. That seems a bit ridiculous. And Being frank, that's just a, a honestly ridiculous. And so here's the thing. Like, okay, let's look at it from a couple different ways at once. Okay. If you're if you're DJ Durkin, the head coach, you're now unhirable. Right, yeah. Right? You're the head coach that killed someone. You're the head coach that killed somebody. So, like, where do you go next? What is what is your next option? You're not people I mean, the networks aren't gonna hire you on the to broadcast games. Like no one wants to hear you. And then if you're a if you're a coach, you're not a head coach anywhere. There's a, there's not a, a no, now, there's no way. Now before I say that, there are schools that are gonna hire this guy. There are there are two A programs that want to want to be big. There's there's bad one A programs who want to step it up. Uh, Mike Leach famously, uh, or not Mike uh, Mike Sherman famously wound up at University uh, University of Texas of El Paso, I believe. Like <laughs> you can wind up somewhere. Someone will probably hire this guy. Someone will hire him. But I guarantee you, it's going to be somebody with a mascot that's a cat you've never heard of, and you're like, is that even a species of cat? 
It's like, not even a college. Is that even a real place? What is a verbal? I don't think that that's a thing. And so, like, you're going to – he's going to show up somewhere. The name will show up somewhere. But he will forever be – The coach that killed someone. The coach that killed someone. That's always going to be his thing. The other part of it is if you're, if you're the university and your comment was, well, he showed a lot of character. He was a really good guy. And by all accounts, he might be a good guy. But in society, if somebody accidentally kills someone, there's a crime for that. Right. There's, I mean, there, it's called manslaughter. When right. you didn't intend the consequences of someone's death, but it they was died. an accident, but they did die, you're legally responsible. Right. It's called manslaughter. That's what happened. That is what happened. You're right. I mean, there's there's no if ands, or buts. I mean, he, <coughs> he unintentionally killed someone. You're right, and he's being lucky that he's given the pass that, okay, you don't have to, it, I don't know, man. The family hasn't sued anybody yet, but he's being lucky that there's, I, I haven't heard anything about a criminal investigation. And then on top of that, if you're the university, you look like you have no idea what you're doing. Right. If you come to the conclusion, yeah, he's going to come back and then get enough backfire that you then backpedal, it just looks bad all the way You now have zero character. Like, if you were going to, if at this point, like, here's the thing. Once you make a decision, you got to write it out. Right. You can't turn around and backtrack and do, oh, what we meant to do was, no. Because now it just looks like you're weak. Right. And also, you still don't know what the hell you're doing. Right? Right. You still don't know. You still have no idea what you're doing. Are you going to backtrack again? Are you giving back his job? Right. Now, like, your, now your decisions are... Is DJ Durkin going to be the offensive coordinator in two years? Right. Like, I just don't understand the whole point of it, and I think they realized this was going to hurt recruiting. This is going to hurt... But they still got to... Right now, I think they have to pay him unless they fire him for calls. Which, That's by true. the way, you could have fired him for calls, but you just cleared him from everything yesterday. Right. Now now you've made that decision, and you can't, you can't go any further than you that. You can't for calls him, so now you got to pay him. Now you have to pay the guy that killed someone. Right. And that looks even worse. So, and then you're definitely going to wind up having to pay somebody in a lawsuit. Like, that's just that's just going to happen. There's not a jury in the world who's not going to be like, yeah, they don't they don't need some money for that. Right. And then imagine if they convince the jury that he's an NFL player. Right. Yeah. Talk about salary lost. He, he was going to be so good. He, he could have been the greatest left. He could, he could be a $100 million football player. Right. And he, now he's nothing because he's dead. Because you guys killed him. Thanks, University of Maryland. Here's my, where's my check? Right. I mean, you're talking about 50, 60... Eight hundred. I mean, doesn't the point is is that nothing can pay for his life because it's just gone. No, but what they'll do and what they would do in this instance is the jury would, the family would say he he was a he was an athlete, a star athlete. He had an opportunity to earn x amount of income, and these guys let him down. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just a failing of all kinds of just. It is. It's a tragedy, but it's so it's handled so poorly, and this is just it just it's just a reminder that college athletics is such a business. That's it's so strange because the players don't even make any money. Right, it's a business where they don't play the where they don't pay the labor force. Yeah, so on that we're gonna get out of here on that somber note. Uh. When we come back, the NFL trade deadline happened a couple days ago, uh, and our Texans made a move, and a couple other teams did too. There's some interesting stuff to talk about. We'll be right back with more ball control. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to more ball control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, it's Kermit the Frog. That was neat. Um. Anyway, before we get too far into anything here, we're big shout out to RNA Sports. Want to thank them as always for being our great sponsor. Check them out at 3501 North Fraser Street. Now that it is officially November. Coming up on Black Friday, they got a bunch of stuff going on. What you need to do Insane is... Insane sale. They have tons of people showing up. Yeah, they got all kinds of people showing up for signings. What you need to do is you need to go to Facebook, Facebook, RNA Sports, hit like. Follow their page. He does stuff all the time. He's doing live stuff all the time. A lot of times he'll do like random live auctions where he'll open up a, a package and be like, okay, who wants this thing? You got to get on there. You got to follow it. Rich is awesome. RNA Sports, 3501 North Fraser. Rudy T is going to be there December 8th. The guys from Sandlot are going to be there December 9th over the... Over Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I think just Friday and Saturday. He's got a bunch of people coming in the store. Tons of signings you can do. So you need to get on the Facebook page. You need to follow him. You need to check all this out because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. 3501 North Fraser. It's RNA Sports. Check him out. Uh, tell him Nerd Thug Radio sent you in 20% off. Ticketed item. The highest ticketed item there. Um, yeah, so we'll do this real quick because I don't have a ton of things to say about it. Uh, the World Series is over. 
Boston Red Sox won. So we lost to the champions. We lost to the champions, uh, which you, I think, are comfortable with. You're happy about that. I'm comfortable with it, but also it doesn't. Uh, you pointed this out when we were talking about it. Um, it doesn't create a weird triangle. Yeah. Where, like, we beat the Dodgers. Yeah, exactly. Because like, if it had gone the other, if the Dodgers had won, we beat the Dodgers, who beat the Red Sox, who beat us, right. who and we beat it, the Dodgers. Right. So, I mean, at least it spares us that weird indigna- indignation where the people who beat us lost. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it you, still feels. You want to be the champ. We we want to be the champ. Again, be. the Freddie Mercury me says we're always going to be the champ. So we, we need to champions. win. All, we need to win all the time. Again, um, so it's the ray of hope after getting destroyed by a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so dumb is like once you win, you just assume you're always going to win. Right. You're like yeah. obviously. And so then when you lose to the Red Sox, you're like, what? How can we this didn't? Happen? We're not the best ever. <laughs> we didn't win. <laughs> I don't and understand. It, you kind of just look around. I don't. But we're gonna win, right? Oh, it's over. And when it was three, when it was when it was three v one, I was like, we can come back still. <laughs> yeah, we can win three in a row, and really, you can. Baseball's so bizarre. It's like if you won the three in a row, it w- nobody would have been like, oh no. Yeah, no. This is the craziest, greatest thing ever. Because the Boston Red Sox actually did that to the Yankees the year they broke the curse. They were down three one to the Yankees, and everyone's like, oh, see, told you the Red Sox are terrible. This is over. Blah, blah, and then blah. they just like smash they, it home. They won three in a row, and then they go to the World Series, and they. They right. swept the Cardinals, who just beat the stuffing off the Astros. That was, that was nice. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, oh, see, you guys got swept. We would never have got swept. I think in the next year we went and we got swept by somebody else. So <laughs> oh, no. Like it was <laughs> so <laughs> noxious. Sports, anytime someone says something like to try and make themselves better in sports, if you wait around long enough, that guy will eat crow. Right. There's never a time when someone's come out and been like, I am the greatest and never had to like hear about it, except for maybe Muhammad Ali. Right. <laughs> He's like the one guy. <laughs> That's the one guy. Who He's the one guy who got away with it because everyone else was like, I'm the greatest. And then like, Exploded. oh, really? You lost to like that guy. <laughs> Tyson lost to Buster Douglas. Like, I mean, there's always just just random things. But so the Red Sox won. And I think the biggest thing about it is their manager uh, is the former Astros uh, batting coach. It was a calculated move. We lost because of it. Well, uh, maybe it might be pitching coach. I might be wrong. I think it's, I think he's a pitching coach. But it, the 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 amazing thing is, he basically got everything right, including the series against us. Every time he put a guy in, the guy didn't give up the home run or the things. He he would get the outs. Right. And so calculated move. He 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 made the right calls at the right time, and it might just be him running hot. This might just have been his run. Or he might be the smarty that you know that that this looks like. Either way, congratulations to them. They won the World Series. Um, I'm not so forgiving that I can be like, "Yay, guy who beat us won!" Yay. No, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> oh, you're happy about it a little I s- bit. I'm sitting across from you right now. You're thrilled. <laughs> you're absolutely thrilled. What they don't know is what I see, and you're thrilled. Um, but so moving on from that, you know, congratulations to the Red Sox. We now get to not worry about baseball for another three, year, three months. Right. <laughs> Then it starts again. Oh, man, is it really so soon? <laughs> uh, pitchers report, I think, March, April? Oh, man, that's so It's close. fast. It's real fast. So when you go to the playoffs and you get all the way to the World Series, it's like a real quick turnaround. It's one of the reasons I think they lose. They get such sense. little time off. That's true. Anyway, uh, the trade deadline just passed for the NFL this week. And... Interesting enough, there's been some trades this year. Wow, people wait until the end of the deadline well, to trade? Well, the <laughs> NFL, which you don't know. Uh, I don't know anything. Never makes trades. Trades just don't happen in the NFL. It's just the salary cap, and it's just weird. And you, it's hard. You, you get people because you think they fit how you do things, so it's weird to think that someone else can fit them in. Like, it's just it just doesn't happen. The NFL is very specific. Everything is super situational and specific. So it's hard to be like, I see how they use them, but I think we could use them better. Like it just, it, you're just better. Teams are more happy to do free agency than they are to do trades. Which makes, I guess, sense. Also, draft choices wind up being the currency in trades, typically. Yeah. And draft choices are like kind like of. solid gold in the, in the NFL. An unused choice is the greatest power in the world in the NFL. Because... Great players have come from every position of the draft, every round of the draft, every spot in the draft. So ideally, people feel like if I do my homework, I can get it. I, I can, can, I can, get I can get Tom player. Brady in the sixth round. Right, and that's what happened. That's where he came from. So that's what people do. 
So you'll see guys who are great players get traded for like a fourth round pick, and you're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. But essentially, the team who's taking him, what they're saying is, I don't need him. I would rather the pick, and I have the ability to pick people in the fourth round who are potentially as good as him. And every if team feels better. that way. Every team is incredibly confident that they will correctly pick the right people. So there was all kinds of movement, okay? The Giants dumped a couple players, and I think that they're just done. Yeah. They're done. They're we, starting. They're kind of starting. They're over. just done with And their they had season. done that right before. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. Dallas Cowboys, they gave up a first-round pick for a receiver because Oakland is done. I don't think this was the right move for them. Um, They got a guy they like. They got a guy who... His first and second year was good, but his last two years, he hasn't put up any numbers. And they're going, oh, well, the quarterback situation in Oakland wasn't good. Okay, but there were still quarterbacks there in Oakland. Right. There um, wasn't no one. <laughs> and if you want to talk about it, DeAndre Hopkins of Houston, the Texans, the best team, <laughs> um, he has put up incredible numbers Right. and has had just a menagerie of quarterbacks. Right. All of them bad. Right. He's had none of them worthwhile. The sauce wiler, like uh, the the weak sauce wiler. Right. Uh Tom Savage, uh I mean Case Keenum, uh I mean even Bunch Matt Schaub for a little bit. Like he just there's been nobody good to to throw but he's to Hopkins. Just so and he's good. been put up he's put up great numbers. Because his hands are glue. And has raised his elevated his there's no doubt he's one of the top three receivers in the NFL. And he just now has a quarterback. This is his second season with a quarterback. Oh my gosh! And he's and they're already telling that he's for two, three years now. He's been a, the third best receiver in the NFL, top right, three. Yeah. And he's just now has a quarterback. If you think Don Deshaun Watson's the guy, there's plenty of people who are holding their breath and going wait and see. But he just now has a quarterback. I believe. Don, I think Deshaun Watson's the guy. I think he is. And he just now has that. But then Amari Cooper gets to pe- the apologists say, "Oh well." Amari didn't have any help in Oakland the last right, two yeah. years. He didn't have anybody. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't have help. Look at the best receiver ever. Right. That's the difference between the best and someone else. Right. So Amari Cooper goes to Oakland, or goes from Oakland to Dallas, I should say. I don't think it's going to matter because I don't think Dak. I don't think Dak Prescott's the guy. So. So what now? Right. So they're. I mean, and they gave up a first rounder. That seems like a pretty big pick to use. It is, and here's how you know it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. With after the Amari Cooper trade, there were a couple more trades done. Okay, uh, Golden Tate went to Philadelphia. They gave uh, they gave a third rounder. Okay, Demarius Thomas came to Houston because Will Fuller tore his ACL Thursday night. Oh yeah, Will Fuller's right. done. So Demarius Thomas essentially fills that role. He's going to be the deep threat guy. They're just going to have him sprint up and down the field forty oh, no. times a game. The, the Fuller um, combo is gone. Surprisingly, I know. <laughs> We can get into that in a minute. Surprisingly, the Texans made a good trade. Oh, my gosh. They gave a fifth and a seventh, and they get back the other team's seventh, Denver's seventh. So they're swapping spots on the seventh, and they're giving up a fifth. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. And then haha, Clinton Dix. For, okay, this is the weird one. Green Bay got rid of their starting safety and a guy who cost them a game last week, and I think this is why they traded him. Ty Montgomery fumbled. With less than two minutes to play, Aaron Rodgers didn't get to drive down the field and probably win a game against the Rams, okay? All right. Ty Montgomery. That's a, that's a pretty big, it's a big a deal. Game. And even bigger than that, McCarthy, the head coach, he was asked, why did Ty Montgomery come out on the kickoff? He should have just kneeled it. And he said, I know. We talked about it, and I told him to kneel it. And he decided to come out anyway. Genius level. So they traded him. Right. He's you're, gone. You're gone. <laughs> two days later, he's gone. Uh, and he went for a seventh-round pick to Baltimore. And then HaHa Clinton Dix went for a third round as well. Okay. These are starters. These are contributors. For third and seventh round picks, and you guys give up your first. Dallas massively overpaid. Massively overpaid in the wide receiver market. Everybody was looking for wide receivers. Nobody gave up anything close to that. No one even gave up a second. We didn't see anybody banging down the door for all of this. Allegedly, there was a bit of a trade race between Dallas and Philadelphia, and that's why it got up to the first-round pick. But wisely, Philadelphia didn't give up a first-round pick to get them. Right. It wasn't like, oh, they were probably like, ah, seven. And they're like, nah, six. And they're like, nah, four. And then he was like, one. And you're like, why one? Right. And Dallas (laughs) on the other other phone line is going, okay, well, I don't want to lose this. And so they overbid against themselves. You're right. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happens. When you find out they're taking someone else's starter for a third-rounder, 
Right. Then then you know you massively overbid when you gave up the first round pick for Amari Cooper. Just to go to a team where honestly, I don't think it's gonna matter. So yeah, they overpaid. And speaking of overpaid, listen to these commercials and when we come back, we got more ball <laughs> control coming right at you. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to more ball control. This is control, Corey D- control, 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 echo, echo. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey guys. Yeah, we're just hanging out here in Conroe, enjoying the day. How are, how's everybody doing? Everybody having a good day? Uh, big shout out to RNA Sports, a uh, proud sponsor of this fine radio program. And you're hearing us on 104.5, 106.1, and then streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and also we're just awesome. Right, yeah. Dear Diary, we're amazing. NerdThugRadio.com. Check out NerdThugRadio.com. Check out uh, Ball Control at uh, Ball Control Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. There you go. There you go. Ball Control Podcast. That's what it is. Uh, We try and get the sports stories going on there, get a little conversation going. But yeah, feel free to check us out. Come hang out with us on on the Facebook. Your Facebook? The Facebook. Did you ever see that movie, Facebook? No. I saw parts of it, but I never like sat down and watched the whole thing. The Social Network, I think is what it was called. Yeah. You didn't like it? I, just, I didn't want to watch it, honestly. Spider-Man's in it. Whoa. Yeah. Tom Holland or actually Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, wrong one. Is it? What? I don't know. I thought he was a good Spidey. Okay. He was a good Parker. I thought he was a good, like, all around. Fair enough. Tom Holland is, like, a younger, better. Like, listen, they, they nailed it with Tom Holland. Right. But before... In a universe where Tom Holland never happens, Andrew Garfield was just fine. Right. It was the other stuff that got him fired. Right, yeah. It's just but, him being uh, dumb. It's just him being a, a jerk. Right. You know what you never do? You never act unprofessional. That's the one thing. Like, people cut your checks and pay you money. You don't want to show up and be like, hey. <laughs> no, you don't want to be a piece of crap. And that's, that's you couldn't. Well, couldn't do that. No, now, no. He, now he make no money from that. That's right. You get no monies now. No monies. <laughs> no monies. My money. Anyway, uh, speaking of no monies. Um, it's time to get a little concerned. Why are we getting concerned? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the cheesy tagline that every headline will do at least once this year. Okay, Houston, we have a problem. Oh no, Houston, what's the problem? Houston, we have a problem. Oh no, and it's the Rockets. It's the Rockets. The Rockets is a problem. Why? What, what are they doing? How are they messing up? They're one and four. Oh no, they're one and four. And well, I mean, by by Texans logic, this is where we make the comeback. This, this is when we start winning, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, listen, um, in all in Houston sports, it's happened already. You know, the Astros were declared dead one season by the Houston Chronicle, and then they they made the World Series that year. So it it does come up. It does happen. <laughs> um, Houston, the revival city. <laughs> we're we're now. I'm sorry. We're now one in five. I'm sorry. Oh no! I'm even sorry. worse. One in five puts us. At the very bottom of the Western Conference, tied with Phoenix. Nice. Phoenix is real bad. They had the number one pick last year. They're real bad. That's real bad. They're real, 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 real bad, but they know it bad. They understand. We're paying, we're we're $25 million over the salary cap, and we're bad. Man, that's real bad. And the reason why, this is, okay, I'm going to tell you right now. This is, the, this is the bold ball control prediction. The ball control prediction. Within... Six weeks from within six weeks, Mike D'Antoni will be fired. Wow, really? Within six weeks, Mike D'Antoni will be fired. That is a bold fired. prediction. The NBA has already fired their first head coach. Tyron Lue of the Cleveland Cavaliers is gone. Now, that's, that should be surprising to anyone who knows anything about basketball because they were just in the conference finals. Right. They were just there. there where they lost to the Warriors and then LeBron James left. And now they're bad again. <laughs> and now they're bad. But they were they were going to be bad. When the best player in the NBA leaves your team. Right. They it, turn their locker into a towel rack, and then they leave. Well, they, okay. So when he left Miami, Miami still had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. So it's not the same thing. Right. They stayed. So they, they had some somebody to make it up. Right. But when he left Cleveland the first time, they were so bad that they had the number one pick, and they drafted Kyrie Irving. So you're welcome. He did you a favor. He left this time. They're tied with us. Okay. They're one and six in the East. Ooh, 
Not good. S- not good. So they're one and six, and they just fired a coach who literally was in three conference, three championship finals in a row, and they fired him. Seven games into the new season, they fire him. Ugh. Mike D'Antoni hasn't been to a conference finals in years. Yeah, that's fair. Years. That's a rough one. And we're one and five. Within Ugh. six weeks, Mike D'Antoni will be out of a job. That is, I don't have sources. That is, I mean, I, I know some people who could tell me things going on within the organization if I wanted to ask. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you right now. That's fair. We're spending too much money on this team to, to not. lose games. Right. And now James Harden is out. My mom met James Harden. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is he cool? I guess so. He, I, I bet he didn't speak. I bet he just, he let the beard do all the talking. Right, yeah. That's probably what happened. He's like, handle this beard, wake me up when we're done. James Harden. <laughs> James Harden out. <laughs> Just snores as he walks around. Um, no, so now James Harden, he's nicked up. He's missed uh, two games now, and he's going to miss a few more. Um, they're a mess, and there's no fixing it. They lost their two defenders, their perimeter defenders, and the guys they signed are offensive-minded. They we, don't play you, defense. You and I watched the Lakers game, and I showed you many examples of Capella being unable to score within two feet of the rim. Right. Just and literally Anthony there. Can't can't play defense. It's not happening. Can't play defense. I don't. I, I think there's a mental block. So like, you say the word defense and he doesn't hear a word. He's like, "What? Did you say something? What I was understand. that? Why are you asking questions? Was that a breeze? Who's here? Where Who, am I? Who are you? Is this Houston? Why am I in a red jersey? I don't understand. Basket. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony has no intention of playing any defense. They've already had the players only meeting where everyone promised to try harder. Then they play Portland, who beat them by twenty plus. Oh. Usually when you have the players-only meeting and everyone promises to try harder, it's at least a close game. Nope. 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 And Mike D'Antoni's offense, it's not Mike D'Antoni's fault. It's not. His system is designed to run, 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 score, 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 score. They didn't even break 90 points when they lost to Portland. That's sad. So it's not his fault. Right. It's not his fault at all. Here's my plan. You didn't follow it. Right. We didn't score, 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 and that's all I draw up. That's all I draw up are opportunities to score. That's it. The entire system is predicated on scoring points. So if y'all don't score, there's literally nothing we can do. <laughs> there's no plan after that. <laughs> the the way this roster is built is offense. It's only. all offense. It, they should be they should be scoring 140 points, 150 points a game. But they didn't even break 100. No, they're like and they lost by 20 plus. Jeez, Portland broke 100, broke 100 all over them, <laughs> dropped a hundo on them like a dancer. Like didn't even blink. Just here here's all here's all kinds of ones. Just shake it for me. No, no shame in it. Portland embarrassed them. That's a true tragedy. And, and Portland's like famously in the playoffs has embarrassed us many a times, and we, we it just never gets better. It just, it just never gets. It, better gets, for me. it never gets better. And yeah, at this point, I don't know. Like, what do we? What do we do now? So we tried to fix it. We, we Jimmy Butler has been asking out. He says, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play with these cats." So he's trying to leave the, the Timberwolves. Okay. Uh, the Timberwolves gave a max deal to one of their two guys. It's either Carl Anthony Towns or the other. I don't remember which one now. One of the two of them got a max deal. The other one's already been promised a max deal. So Jimmy Butler's got no money left over for him in Minnesota. There's nothing left for me. Nothing. And he's got he's he's a free agent next year. So he wants to go somewhere where he can showcase and then sign his big extension. Or get traded to somewhere that will just give him the big extension and he wants to be there. Uh, but it, when he named his teams, they weren't winning teams. They were great markets. He named the Clippers, he named New Jersey, and he named New York. All great teams. All terrible teams. All, all great cities to play for, though. Fair enough. If you if you win in New York, if you win in New Jersey, if you if you win on the Clippers, people will love you for a while. <laughs> Man, he put one point up. That was amazing. Uh, the Rockets, we thought that maybe he could fix our problems. Jimmy Butler plays defense. It. If we'd have brought Jimmy Butler in, whoa, that would have that might have helped change things because Jimmy Butler is known to be able to interrupt game plans and plays. Jimmy Butler is he's a star who plays defense, which is rare, and we don't have one. It would have been great. The only thing we have to offer though is our future, and we we were willing to mortgage it. We we offered them the maximum amount of draft picks the Rockets can offer anybody. We offered him for Jimmy Butler. And the Timberwolves said, uh, I don't think so. Kind of 
we're we, gonna pass. We basically sold our future for the next like ten years. Yeah, it's seven years. It's a seven year window where we would only have a pick every other year. And by the way, this first pick, if if everything goes the way it's supposed to go, that first pick would have been a top two or three pick. Because we're not a good team. Now the issue is if we get Jimmy Butler, it's probably a better pick. We probably climb up the standings, and the pick's worthless. But right now, that pick is that Pretty pick good. is fire. That pick is a top five pick. Right. And so the, the one thing I find so strange is that they have rules where you can't give away two first round draft picks in a row. And and you and I talked about this uh, kind of off where I was explaining it to you uh, off show. How much time we got? We can go in, I'll go into this with you. Now. We got we got a minute left here. Okay. The NBA is the only league I've ever seen that has to make rules to protect itself from its general managers. It has to protect itself from its decision makers. The contracts have gotten shorter. Now, the percentages on the max have gotten higher. The players' unions have gotten that part. But the length on those max deals used to be 10 years. Then all of a sudden, it was seven. And that was crippling teams. Crippling. You were giving... You were giving max deals to guys who then were turning around and turning into just piles of dog meat, and you couldn't do anything with it. You were stuck with it. Vin Baker was making twenty million dollars a year. People didn't people didn't remember him even being good. <laughs> they were just like, I don't, I don't. How did he? How did he get what, a max deal? What's happening? What, what just happened? Uh, Gilbert Arenas was making hundreds of millions of dollars for nothing. For I mean, right. just just to be there. We get we're getting invaded. We're getting invaded right now. Uh, and the best part about it all was the the NBA has to keep changing the rules, has to keep changing the rules to protect themselves, to protect the decision makers. Right. And so now what they've done is they've completely shortened it up, completely shortened it up to where now max contracts are five years, and general managers can't trade away all their draft picks like they used to do. So now you can only trade every other year. You have to make your first round pick every other year minimum, which is like. It's a fun thing, but the thing is, we, we were like, yeah, we're willing to bet the next almost near decade of our we, life. We, we were offering our pick every other year for the next for the next seven. four picks, so seven years. Which is insane, because the game of basketball can change in a year, let alone seven. Yeah, can you imagine two... Oh, here's the thing, it's three years from now, we're not going to be any good. Chris Paul is going to be old and in the middle of an expensive max contract. Capella's going to have a year left. Harden, at this point, is going to be slow. His scoring is going to slow down, because it just... It's what happens with scores, and um, we're going to struggle real bad because none of those guys still play defense. Right. Um, and so then the issue becomes Capella does. But then the issue will become we're, we're going to be old, paying a lot of money, and we're going to need young players, and we wouldn't have any. Because <laughs> we traded all our drafts. We traded everything away for, like, they're betting. They're going all in on this window, and right now we're 1-5. 1-5. in, we're one in, five. One in five. Six weeks. I'm telling you, six weeks. We either win 30 games in a row or Mike D'Antoni's gone. Check check back with us when Mike D'Antoni leaves his job Let's or start somehow the, stays. We'll start the D'Antoni watch here. <laughs> the D'Antoni watch. We got one more second when we come back. This is a little, a little bit more ball control. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back, Conroe. It's another beautiful segment of Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And you are listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, uh, streaming worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Uh, big shout-out to RNA Sports, our fantastic sponsor. Check them out on Facebook. Follow them. You must follow them. You need to follow them. There's so much going on. If you love sports at all, RNA Sports is for you. Uh, Nico, uh, give him the social medias. Uh, that's a ball control podcast on Facebook and the Twitter. Uh, come follow. We post things. We have, have opinions. They exist. They it's exist. Tr- it's uh, true. That's true. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, let's let's start with the bad news. Bad news. Bad news. All right. You ready? Bad news. Okay. Remember la- a couple weeks ago we talked about Urban Meyer. Last yeah. week we even talked about how I don't think he's going to stay at Ohio State too too much longer. Right. Okay. Uh, turns out he's he just announced that he's brain cysts, which are causing his bad headaches. Oh, wow, man! It's almost like people have repercussions for when they do bad things. Ooh, karma. Anyway, um, more bad news. University of Baylor. This was something we never covered before because it was before the show started. They were mired in a massive, massive, massive. just disgusting 
uh, uh, sexual harassment, uh, rape, sexual assault. They're bringing in transfer players from other places who already were known for having issues. Like the reason these players were el- were the reason these players had couldn't play on their own teams anymore is because they were they had been accused of rapes and sexual assaults. Baylor kept bringing them in because they're good athletes. These were these were big time players who had to leave other programs because they were just terrible slime, people, scum. Right, and they were bringing them in, and not only not only did they knowingly bring in players with questionable character and players with bad histories, when reports started coming in, they covered them up. When reports started coming in, they the university helped cover them up because the university wanted to win. The university, the, the alumni had said, "We want to be a good football program. Let's 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 be great at football." That's what they did. They sold their soul. Okay? Uh, the NCAA has now fined them $2 million for their interactions with all that. I think that's, I think it's a joke. It's, it's nothing. That is nothing. That's nothing. Baylor has been fined $2 million for sexual assault scandal. I mean, it's a slap on the wrist. Right. That, that is it's a joke. Nothing. They should never even play football again. Right. I, I don't understand anyone. This and the Maryland thing, to me, underline the priority of these programs so much. Right. This just tells you exactly who matters. It's not the students. It's not the fans. It's not even the players, really. It's not the players. The only thing that matters is putting that product on the field. As long as they can put that product on the field, then they're going to be okay. Right, yeah. And that's – it's embarrassing. But, you know, this reminds me of a story. Our dad is a coach. Right. He coached soccer for many years at MacArthur High School right here in, in, in Houston. And the football program was, was one of great quality. Because football matters in Texas, especially high school football. Right. And famously, one year they said black was a gang color, so the school would no longer support black. And the head uh, football coach said, nobody tells me what jerseys to put on my players. And sure enough, for the homecoming game, he trotted out his team in black jerseys, and they won. And my, I remember our dad kind of questioning that, and he said, listen, Marco, as long as I win, I can do whatever I want here. And he was right. Nothing happened. They, no, they, they just stop him. They didn't even comment on the fact that they were wearing the black jerseys. They just said, hey, great win. <laughs> and then walked away. And then walked away. Uh, Rutgers has dismissed a linebacker for uh, after uncovering a plot to murder. Oh, that seems pretty intense. Yeah. Okay. So all that's going on. And um, if you want some good news. The first top twenty-five rankings came out. Hey, hey! So this all you gotta is all do is get over the murder <laughs> yeah. and the cover-up. If you can get over the murder and the cover-up and the rape and the and the allowed deaths and the mishandlings and all of that, there's still football to play. Right. Yeah. So people still, people still playing football. Right. And Alabama still kills everyone. Alabama still ain't no. All right. So they announced the top four is essentially who would go to a playoff. It almost doesn't matter because they make changes every week, and the very final week is the only week that matters, and they'll make crazy changes from the week before, even. So keep that in mind as I tell you the top but four But this here. is the initial. This is the initial. This is where it all begins. Alabama, 8-0, they're number one. Clemson, 8-0, they're number two. LSU, 7-1, they're number three. Notre Dame, 8-0, they're number four. Uh, now, in between the breaks, you said, is there anyone undefeated who is looking up at all this and not a part of it? I said, yes, there is. Uh, number 12, University of Central Florida, who went undefeated last year, is going undefeated again as of right now. They are 7-0, and and they are number 12. <laughs> Maybe because they have the one less game? They have. They are so far away from ever even being a part of this. And here's where it's dumb, okay? Here's where it's dumb. You could just right now go the four undefeateds, and you'd have a top four. Right. Why, why So you can go them? Alabama, you can go Clemson, go Notre Dame, and then UCF could just be number four. Right. Because they haven't lost. They're 12. Right. Why aren't they? So, like, what is the stretch there to just make them number four and go, okay, until they lose. What's 11's record? Right. Okay. So, 11 is Florida, who's 6-2. and two. Right. They're, they have a whole two-game deficit here. <laughs> Ohio State is 7-1 and one and lost to Purdue, who's not in the top 25. Um, what K- is this garbage? <laughs> Kentucky 7-1. Washington State 7-1. Oklahoma 7-1. Georgia 7-1. Oklahoma. They lost to Texas, who Texas then turned around and lost to Oklahoma State in a bad game. Texas is somehow number 17. They're 6-2. and two. Uh, I don't even think they should be ranked after losing to Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State, they're not ranked. So if you lose to an unranked opponent, how do you maintain your ranking at that point? Right, especially the fact that there's teams that lost to unranked teams and the unranked. 
There's above. Right. Above, above an, an undefeated, undefeated team. team. Yes, Worthless. exactly. Worthless rankings. So Georgia's up there. Michigan's up there. I feel like this is playing darts. Like, what okay. is this? So here's what you need to watch. Okay, ready? This is how it works. Because it's totally corrupt and it's totally bogus. This is how it works. Notre Dame beat Michigan. Notre Dame is number four. Michigan is number five. If Michigan wins out, they will be in the top four. What? Regardless of what happens, I promise what? you. Because they still have to play, um, I believe they play Ohio State right at the end, and then there's a championship game. And so... That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and at that college, point... College uh, sports is such a cesspool. <laughs> it is. It really is. And this will never make sense. What they're doing will never make sense. Okay, LSU is number three with one loss. They play Alabama this week. So one of the two of them, it, the reason, I think the reason LSU is number three is on the off chance Alabama loses because Alabama's playing at LSU. There will be 80,000 people in a stadium screaming. It's called Death Valley. And for a long time, if you played at Death Valley at night, you were the LSU was undefeated. So, like, you're talking like eight years. So Alabama is going into a tough environment to play a tough game. I think the reason LSU was number three is so that if Alabama lost, they could just swap places. Right, that makes sense. And they would keep Alabama still in the top four. Because here's the thing is Alabama's been in every championship right, game but they're, but they're still, since they introduced the there's playoffs. There's still eight slots above a guy who's undefeated. Correct. <laughs> and here's what's important. Clemson is the champion. Okay? All right. Or maybe they won two years ago. They won with Deshaun Watson. That was two years ago. So last year I think they lost. But they were in it again. So Clemson is the was in the championship game. Alabama was in the championship game. Yeah, Alabama beat Clemson. That's right. So Alabama's in, Clemson's in. They're both undefeated, so they could be put there. Makes sense. If they each had a loss, they would still both be in there, I believe. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Because they were in the championship game the year before. But here's the thing is that's not supposed to matter. The committee laid out ground rules. And and then just ignore them or what? Yeah, essentially, yes. Awesome. Yeah. I love I love college football. Here, you, you wait and see. If Notre Dame goes undefeated, they'll probably stay in. But if Michigan wins out, they will leapfrog Notre Dame. Which makes no sense. Because Notre Dame beat Michigan. Right. So there should never be an opportunity on this list, as long as as long as long things stay where they're at. If neither team loses again, Notre Dame should never be ranked below Michigan. But I promise you, I promise you, if Michigan wins out, the committee will move, will move, will move them over Notre Dame. God, college sports is the worst. And UCF, I bet, I bet finishes like ninth, eighth. Right, yeah. There will be a team with two losses above them. There will be a team with two losses in the playoff. That's so sad. That is so depressing. But their schedule's not built up. They don't get to. They don't try. play. They don't play quality enough opponents. And then, so here's what happens: is if you beat a good team who then now has a bad season because they lost and things fall apart and da 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 and everyone, the worse that team performs over the year, the less that win means. And big wins early don't equal big wins late. Doesn't make any sense. And then certain conferences have a championship weekend and certain conferences don't. So now it gets even dumber. Because, oh, I just saw them last weekend and they whooped somebody and now they're a conference champion. It's going to be fresher in my mind and I'm going to make this chart. This chart is made by humans. There's a bunch of people sitting in a room talking about it. And, yeah. They're, they're just they're looking at these numbers and they're like, you know what? This undefeated team deserves to be yeah, that's eight, exactly spots, eight spots below a team that has already exactly lost. That's exactly what will happen. <laughs> Someone will be like, well, Central Florida is undefeated. So we're going to throw them at number 12. But but the counter will be, yeah, but who have they played? These other guys played against quality opponents. Well, yeah, just put them in the bracket, and then when they get exploded in these brackets, then you can decide, okay, well, they weren't quality enough to beat these guys. Right, and that's it's, uh, to me, it, it's, mind, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling how it works. That's exactly how it works. And I, what feel, I feel like every professional league has like built itself to be like this is these are these are top athletes, these are quality people, and the colleges that run college football is like the worst thing ever. And I'm I'm so glad the NBA is being like, Yeah, you don't have to do that. Just just come to Yeah, you don't have to go yeah. You could totally skip this whole experience with the NCAA. And I think it's probably the best thing ever. The NFL will tell you you're not physically fit enough yet. And I don't, I don't know that I buy that. I don't know. I think there's guys. Jadavion Clowney would have been a number one draft pick every year of the draft right. until he did, he did get taken. He was a monster among. He was the Braun Strowman of football. 
Right. And so, like, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Also, we got a little bit of time here. What do we got? We got, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you something. The WWE is going to Saudi Arabia this week, Friday, and it's disgusting. It's messed up. They had their real strong moment. The, the WWE Evolution was just last weekend. It was the first women's only pay-per-view in the history of professional wrestling. And now this weekend they're going, they're going to Saudi Arabia. And it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But just like college football where all that matters is that, the WWE is in a complicated place where they have shareholders and they have responsibilities and they have stay. But like John Cena doesn't want to go. Daniel Bryan, they're both, they both backed out. Right. These are stars. These, These are stars. Last year, Sami Zayn was in the middle of a great storyline, and he didn't go. He didn't go at all, at all to the event. He didn't even fly to Saudi Arabia, and it's because of he's a he's a religious group, and I don't remember which one, so I don't want to get it wrong. But it's a Muslim. It's a Muslim uh, orientation, and essentially, that group isn't welcome in Saudi Arabia. They have issues with Saudi Arabia's royalty and regime. So he just didn't go. So he just didn't go. He just didn't even go. Um. <sighs> It's disappointing. It's it makes me f- just like college football is disgusting. This is a really disgusting choice for them. I'm disappointed they're doing it. Uh, that'll air Friday on the pay per view stuff on their app and all that stuff. Check it out. Whatever. I don't know. They're doing a contest of champions. They're doing all kinds of stuff. But it it's just sad. It's just sad given the current climate. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. All these companies knew better than to go, but the WWE was like, eh, you know what? We're gonna bring our steel chairs and we're gonna rock and roll. Whatever makes the moolah. And I think that, that's exact. I think at the end of the day, that's exactly what. And, and Saudi Arabia is big money for them. It's a big opportunity. Those people pay directly. That's why all these guys are coming out. That's why Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Triple H. That's why these guys are coming out of retirement to do these stories. Right. It's big money for them. Shawn Michaels is going to make something like $5 million or something like that. Insane. In just one day. Well, no. They, in, they're in building couple. a whole story out of it. But it's it's starting in Saudi Arabia. This is important. Right. Exactly. Uh, so all that being said. We're going to get out of here. Have a great week. We're going to see you right here tomorrow at 2 p.m. with Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, in the meantime, this has been Ball Control. And check us back next week, Thursday, 2 p.m., Ball, Ball Control. Control.